Stand by for Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors with your host, Drew Kirby. Yeehaw! Okay, okay. Holy cow! May I have your attention, please? Hey, this is Luke Holmes. I am Morgan Wallen. I'm Riley Green. I'm Travis Denning. Hey, I'm Aaron Lewis. Hey, it's Luke Bryan. I'm Tim McGraw. What's up? This is Ian Munsick. Ah, uh, this is Craig Morgan. And you're listening to Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. My Country 95.5. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. And we're into springtime, and our weather's going up and down and all around, and it doesn't really know what it wants to do. But fishing and outdoors will be happening very soon. We talked to Game and Fish about the uh, Wyoming Outdoor Expo. That's coming up, uh, in, uh, well, in May, in the first part of May. So that's getting here very quickly. Brian from Rocky Mountain Discount Sports talks fishing tournaments, and Sean Blazak from the Mule Deer Foundation. All today, let's get rolling now. Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors. My Country 95.5. Hooking and hunting outdoors on My Country 95.5. Thank you so much for sticking around and joining us here on Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors. Every week we talk with Game and fish to get the latest, greatest information. And we are, well, we're under a month away from the Wyoming Outdoor Expo. It's May 5th through 7th at the Ford Wyoming Center. And Janet, uh, there is going to be a lot of outdoor lovers and a lot of outdoor experience at this year's expo. There is, and as always, you mentioned, it's at the Ford Wyoming Center here in Casper, but I don't want you to forget that it's also at the Casper Skeet Trap and Sporting Clays Club and the Stuck and Hop Shooters Complex. We have lots of places around town that we offer different things, and so make sure that you're checking out all the facilities and all of the information. Um, you know, we've even gone as far as digging a canoe pond up there at um, the, the Ford Wyoming Center where people can learn all of their canoeing and kayaking skills. So this will be the first in-person expo since 2020, right? Yes. Um, as everyone knows, the pandemic hit and we did work with the, the school districts and then we did some digital virtual expo for a while. And now we're back and we're excited um, to, to be doing this. People think, that, well, this is on a uh, Thursday, Friday and Saturday from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. So is this just for the kids? Thursday and Friday typically does focus a little bit more on the school kids. It is an opportunity for teachers to bring their classrooms and to, to get into the science, to get into the skills, to learn some things that go along with school curriculums. But it's also a time for anyone. So I do want to stress that, that even during that time, we do encourage, you know, any public to come and. And um, Saturdays is a particular favorite for families and any other sportsmen that, that do like to come. And we just offer a little bit different activities on each of those days. And so just encourage people to check out the schedule to make sure that things are going on that they want to be a part of. If someone doesn't have any outdoor experience, but they want to, there are actual specific areas that they can reserve a time and, and sign up early for. 
Exactly. The theme this year, Drew, is step one for outdoor fun. And so there are a lot of things that are going to go along with that. And you do need to pre-register for some of those events. Um, so the First Hunt Foundation is going to be providing kind of a mentored tour through the expo. So if you're interested in learning how to hunt, they will say, okay, are you interested in shotgun, archery, rifle, muzzle loading? And then you can kind of go on a personalized tour to all of the different events, all of the different fantastic sponsor booths, everything that we have going on and, and learn a little bit about archery with the bow hunters of Wyoming or, or learn a little bit more about mule deer hunting with the muley fanatics. Um, so, so there's a lot of neat things that are going on and, and I just encourage everyone to check out the schedule. And with this state, there are so many opportunities for you. If you're an, an outdoor lover and you love to fish, there's going to be a whole section on just fishing and casting. I even saw there were uh, fly tying uh, setups. Absolutely. You know, it'll cover the gamut from, you know, fly fishing, spin casting, you know, what lures to use, how to use them. Um, if you are just starting out, how to cast, you know, those are the basics that, that you can start with. And so it is always neat. We have a lot of local sponsors, um, the North Platte Walleyes Unlimited, the Trout Unlimited, Wyoming Fly Casters, you know, just a lot of groups that will be involved on that fishing side of things um, that are really neat to, to have around. So we're getting to the point we're under a month away. When should people really start uh, thinking about what they want to pre-register for? Well, if you are a teacher in a school, registration is coming up really quickly, the deadline for that. So hopefully you don't miss that deadline. It is it is here at the first part of April. So check that out and get your school registered. I know the Casper schools have um, really dedicated the Friday to, to coming out, and we're excited about that. So if you're a teacher who's interested in that, get on the, the school registration page and, and check that out. But if you are just coming, um, you know, the, the pre-registration events are probably Probably going to be pretty important. But if you miss those and you still want to come, there is so much going on. Um, you know, even if you don't hunt and fish and you just love the outdoors, we have things like outdoor photography classes by um, one of our own game and fish, who is a professional wildlife photographer as well. Mark Goki is going to be, you know, giving some presentations there. So at one o'clock on Saturday, you can be a part of that. There are dog hunting seminars, if you want to learn how to work with your dog in a new and different way for hunting opportunities. And so just anything that you are interested in, we've got you covered. And you did mention canoeing and kayaking. That's all part of it as well. So uh, even if you want to start taking advantage of the North Platte and get out and do some floating, that's a great way to, to learn how to do it. And safety. Safety is also a big key there at the expo. It really is. And, you know, we talk a lot about these skills or hunting or those sorts of things, but there's also a lot about the science. We have um, two different types of uh, labs in the Wyoming Game and Fish Department. We have a forensics lab that does a lot of like the DNA research, ballistics. And we also have our wildlife health lab that does a lot of research about our diseases. And both of those labs will have different information that people can come learn about. Like, you know, what, what does this mean when I see an elk that has, you know, these signs and symptoms? And so it, it really is kind of a neat opportunity to not just learn the skills, but the science as well. WGFD.wyo.gov, another uh, great opportunity for you to go check out what's going on there. I know there's a great video. Uh, also, it's May 5th through 7th, which is Thursday, Friday, Saturday.
Ford Wyoming Center. It's going to be a good time, Janet. Are you excited? I am excited, and it sounds like we will be out there as well, Drew. So I'm excited to spend some time with you also. Yep, it'll be good. Come on out and check it out. The fantastic Wyoming Outdoor Expo, May 5th through 7th. Thanks, Drew. My Country, Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors. My Country, 95.5. All right, guys, thanks again for joining us here on the show. And every week we talk with Game and Fish. And last week we talked about aquatic invasive species. And we had some questions come in that needed a little more information, especially since the weather's going to start warming up. And you got to have the inspections before you can get out on the water. So we brought back in uh, Janet and Matt to, to talk about some of the issues that we have here in Wyoming when it comes to the aquatic invasive species. That's right, Drew. And, and this week has just been slammed with boat inspections. We have drift boat after drift boat coming in. And we're really happy that people that are coming up from Colorado or are coming in from other places are stopping to get their inspections. And so thanks to everybody who's who's making a, a great effort to help us keep our, our waters clean. But as I understand, there were some questions on what people need to look out for. Yeah, and that's kind of one of the, the issues because you could say AIS into your blue in the face but if people don't know what it is they're looking for or what they need to you know the ways they need to treat their boats then that doesn't really help them so let's kind of get into more specifics and i think matt you have a, a pretty good list for you yeah so aquatic invasive species is just any species that are not native were never found here but then more importantly they're species that if they get established here will cause a lot of environmental harm. So, you know, there's a lot of non-native species we have here, like rainbow trout, for instance, that, you know, they're not native, but they're not invasive and they're actually a, a beneficial species and, and we stock things like that. But there's some species that run amok when they get into <clears throat> some of these new environments. And uh, those are specifically the species that uh, that we're trying to keep, keep out of the state or at least stop the spread of them because some of them are already found in the state. By our regulations, what, what the state of Wyoming has defined as aquatic invasive species, the, the list is, uh, so first off, the, the real bad one that, that everybody hears about and is, is really the focus are what are known as the dracinid mussels. So there's two species, there's the zebra mussel and the quagga mussel. And those are the two real bad ones that cause incredible amounts of, of damage when they get it when they get established not only to the environment the food webs of our of our waterways but also infrastructure so those are the ones that clog pipes and irrigation infrastructure and dams and cause billions of dollars worth of damage um, New Zealand mud snail is a an invasive snail that we have a few populations of those in Wyoming but again we're trying to keep those from spreading uh, Asian clam, Rusty crayfish, brook stickleback, which is a, a small little minnow-looking fish, um, any of the Asian carp, so black carp, silver carp, big head carp, those are ones that are that are really causing a lot of problems in the Mississippi drainage right now. Um, they actually are, even people have been killed by them there. But as, as Matt's talking through some of these species, you know, like you, you talk about, some of these, these fish species are easy to see if you have one in your boat. But some of these things you can't see. They're gonna be microscopic. They're gonna be just in the water. And, and so that's the stuff that we're really concerned about. People making sure that they clean, drain, dry boats, 
any fishing equipment and anything really recreation equipment. If you're in a canoe, a kayak, your waders, your wading boots, you know, I even make sure that, that I get my, my sandals dry if I've been in one river and I'm headed to another. Janet, you were mentioning that here in the next couple of weeks, there's actually uh, an option for people to go to Game and Fish's office and learn more about how to do the inspection themselves. Absolutely. Starting at 9 a.m. on April 23rd, we will be hosting an inspector training, a private inspector training. So if you're somebody who often travels outside of the state or you have people that continually come to see you, um, whether you're kayaking, canoeing, drift boating, or any other type of, of water activity, you can be trained you can get all the booklets, you can write your own receipts, you can make sure that you're drain cleaning, drying, and you know what to look for. And it's really a good time saver, I think, in the long run to be able to um, know what you're doing, help each other out, and, and really, you know, take it in the right steps to, to help the water resource. And of course, you can go to wgfd.yo.gov, find out more information there about that upcoming course. And it's that simple. Matt, Janet, thank you guys. Thanks, Drew. You, you hooking and hunting outdoors. My Country 95.5. Rocky Mountain Discount Sports, CY Avenue in Casper. A great location to stop in and uh, check out Brian and the entire gang here. No matter what you need, whether it's uh, fishing or hiking or just spring, get out of the house, find things to do. You guys got plenty of that all over the store here. Oh, yeah, and it's filling up fast. Uh, we're, we are ready for the warm weather and uh, getting outside. You know, you and I were just talking about some of the, uh, I guess, the way the technology has changed fishing a lot, where you can use a lot of, like, Hummingbird and, and a lot of different mm -hmm. brands of, of uh, finders. And you guys have a, a, lot of, uh, a lot of that here in the store. Yeah, this is the time of year where a lot of guys are kind of updating and upgrading their uh, electronics, you know, their bow mounts and their fish finders. The fish finders, um, they're going to be a challenge. They have been, especially some of the, the higher end stuff with the networking ability. Um, but uh, we do have a, a fair share of fish finders in now and a really good selection of uh, Minn Kota bow mounts. So when someone comes in to, to figure out what they're looking for, what's an idea? If, if they go out and they're going to Glendo every weekend to fish, what are you looking for technology-wise there? Well... You know, the, the reservoir systems are kind of a different animal in themselves anyways, just because of how they fish because of the fluctuating water levels. So uh, Glendo in particular, uh, the spring bite, you know, a lot, those fish will, will spawn on uh, different areas of the lake. So kind of just learning those patterns, uh, finding what kind of depth they're going to be in. As the water rises, the fish tend to go shallow is what, what I found. So you know, we'll, we'll do a lot of fishing, uh, start shallow with a lot of plastics, you know, twister tails, uh, zoom flukes, and then we'll kind of move deeper trying to, to locate those fish. How far in advance, say you're going to go and you're going to fish a tournament on Saturday, will you go earlier in the week and just kind of fish around and, and get an idea, lay out of the land? Yeah, and it kind of depends on how serious a guy wants to be. I mean, obviously, there's the just the hardcore weekend warriors that sign up for a tournament. But um, I'll be fishing two tournaments that are out of state this year, and I'll spend a week on the water pr uh, prior to the the actual event. So the the better technology you have on a, on a trip like that, the better off you are in the end result. It definitely allows you to cover a lot more water. Um, 
and I'm, I'm fishing like the Missouri River where I could be fishing a 40-mile stretch of, you know, two-mile-wide river. So it's, it's just a big body of water to cover. But um, Glendo's not nearly as bad, obviously, right? And so, um, you know, best time to learn about where the bite is is going down during a tournament weekend. I mean, the, 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 all those anglers are spread out, and sometimes they'll be congregated in one area. But it's kind of fun to kind of watch their technique and what they're doing and, and then follow it up that evening by, with results and see, you know, what the biggest bag limit was for that day. Talk to the old-timers, too, by the way. <laughs> that was one of my favorite things about, you know, going to my, my grandfather fishing. You know, you, he talked to the old-timers, and that's where we go. So, oh, really, yeah. word of mouth is really good, too. I traveled on a the on the uh, Masters Walleye Circuit for about five years, and every time I went to a town, I went and got a haircut because the barber... Oh. Oh, yeah, the barber and the idea. guys in the barbershop always like to tell about what their what their fishing stories were. You know, and we're talking about this, you know, just kind of tongue-in-cheek, but we're into season now where there's going to be a lot of tournaments, and uh, you guys have information on a lot of that, too, here in the store. Yeah, um, definitely, you know, what to expect. You know, I, I run the, the walleye stampede, and so our website allow, gives has a little video on there, and it kind of shows the check-in procedure and how we launch the boats. And um, it just it's the first one's kind of nerve-wracking for anyone that hasn't ever fished one. I remember, I remember my first one as well. Um, but, you know, these lakes, there's, there's plenty of water, and all the tournaments now are catch and release, so there's really no negative impact on the, on the fishery. They're not taking out hundreds and hundreds of fish. Um, but it's it's really neat to see the different techniques that people use and the different technology they're using to to locate fish and uh, how the game plan might change even within a single day. Uh, you mentioned catch and release, and we still have our catch and release photo contest right. that's going on. And all people need to do is show us what they get. Yeah, we just uh, you know like our page, uh, p- post a picture on our page, and. Um, yeah, let's let's see what people have. The fishing is really just starting to just get good, and uh, with the river flushing, uh, just getting ready to finish up here. Uh, there's going to be a lot of active fish. The spa- the reds and the spawning beds are are going to be uh, um, hitting pretty hard right now. So we'll kind of try to protect those as best we can. But uh, the walleye fishing has been been good. Alcova's opened up. We're we're going to do a kokanee seminar here uh, coming up, and I don't have the date in front of me, but uh, uh, that's on our website as well. So uh, that that gives the guys another opportunity to, to catch another species of fish. So Very good. Well, get over here and check them out, Rocky Mountain Discount Sports. Go like and uh, follow them on Facebook. Look for Rocky Mountain Discount Sports Casper. And, of course, stop by and see them for all your fishing needs. Rocky Mountain Discount Sports. Filming, hooking, and hunting outdoors on My Country 95.5. Welcome back to the program. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, you can go to the radio station's app and listen to all of our episodes, previous episodes on demand there 24-7. And if you have any questions for any of our guests, that's a great place to ask those questions. We'll get them asked and then get them answered for you. Uh, we like to converse with our friends at the Mule Deer Foundation. These uh, guys and gals are working hard to make sure that the mule deer population is is being taken care of, not just here in Wyoming, but nationally. And uh, Sean is with us. And Sean, man, you guys have been busy already in 2022. Yeah, we've been 
really going with fundraising so far this year. We're just getting ready to approve a bunch of our funding requests. Lots of stuff happening this time of year. Lots of ways to give back if you have a little bit of extra money to help us with. And then we're going to get ready for field season when we can get people out in the field, you know, working on fences or working on habitat, doing some fun stuff and getting out there and helping mule deer. When you guys do jobs like that, uh, are, do you, are you looking for volunteers or do you already have the volunteer base? We're usually looking for volunteers, and as we come up with the project, we sort of announce them in the areas they're in to try to get people out and about so they can come help us out and see what we're doing. Um, Last year, we did some fencing projects, and this year we've got some uh, shrub planting, and I think some other fencing projects we'll be doing as well. Um, There's always good stuff going around the state that we can get volunteers for. There are also some stuff that you know, we have to contract out because it's something we can't use volunteers for just because of, you know, liability or something that has a specific skill set that's not just able to be taught in a day. So um, a lot of those things are, you know, dependent on the project, but we try to get volunteers out whenever we can just so they can help out and, you know, Instead of paying someone to do it, have someone help out. That way we can get even more done for mule deer. Yeah, it makes you feel good when you get your get your hands dirty while you're uh, helping out the, the things that you love. Yeah, plus whenever we're doing a project, it's out in nature, so you're always out somewhere gorgeous. Yeah. You're not in an office or anything like that, so it's it's a fun time. Hey, when you guys are doing the, the new fencing jobs that you're doing, are you doing anything different? Or have you come up with new strategies when doing the fencing well most of the fencing uh, the wildlife friendly fencing there's quite a few different ways to do it there's always some new ones come up they're always getting modified a little bit to help make sure you know the ranchers animals are staying in but yet it's allowing for mule deer and other wildlife to pass easily which of course when you guys do this it takes funding and you guys do many many fundraisers throughout the year as a matter of fact you're coming back to the Casper area to do a mule deer palooza in just a couple of weeks. Yeah, we're doing that one on April 28th. It's going to be out at Blacktooth Brewing right there in Casper, and it'll be indoors and outdoors. It'll be a fun time. It's just it's like a two-hour event, so you don't have to be there long. And obviously, there'll be drinks, and there'll be a food truck there, and just lots of guns to give away. That way, we can raise some more funds for mule deer. And as everyone knows, with the price of everything going up, so is the price of you know supplies for fences and supplies for habitat and just diesel costs. So we need to generate more funding so we can get these things still done, even with the current economic situation. You know, when you guys go out and and do these projects, the funding needs to come. And if someone can't make it to the the big uh, mule deer palooza that's coming up April 28th, they can still give and help the cause. We'd like as many people to become members as well, because that really helps us when we're talking with legislators when we're saying how many people we represent in the state. We do want everyone to become a member if they can. If you become a member, you also get our quarterly magazine to see what we do all the time, and you just get to know that you're helping Mule Deer by becoming that, and it's only $35 a year. And that 35 bucks goes to help the conservation of, of Mule Deer? Um, basically, out of that, around 25 bucks or so is going to go straight to the conservation of mule deer the other goes to like the magazine and the stuff you get with it and just the cost of processing but you know the majority of it's going to hit the ground for mule deer and help out with mission accomplishment with mule deer foundation you can go find out more information at the facebook page which is uh, facebook.com slash 
MDF Wyoming. Uh, that's where you find all the information also about the mule deer palooza that's coming up. So Also, if you don't use Facebook, you can just go online to muledeer.org backslash Wyoming, and that will get you all the Wyoming information as well. So if you're not using social media, just go to muledeer.org backslash Wyoming. Awesome. Sean, thank you so much, and we'll see you on the 28th. Cool. It's going to be a blast. There'll be at least probably 10 or more guns given away in those two hours, and they'll all be quality firearms. So it should be a good time.